Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where we're covering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide, whose claim to fame this week is going to multiple Easter's yesterday. It's a big deal for me to be able to go to multiple places. Heck yeah. I don't even leave most days. Today, we have Lee Friedman joining us. Lee is the founder of Mango Tree Travel, a lawyer turned entrepreneur. Last year, Lee launched a new family travel website that helps busy families find the best Caribbean destinations and hotels for their family trips. Perfectionist and overachiever are two words she would have used to describe herself, but she's learning to embrace the messiness of starting something completely new. Enjoy my conversation. Let's jump right in. I'm joined by Lee Friedman today. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Sharing the Middle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to talk to you. I usually like to start these with kind of opening of when you first heard the concept of the middle, what did you, like, what was your reaction? I find people tend to have a visceral, oh, this is the middle for me. Interestingly, I, so I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, in the last 24 hours uh, before chatting with you today, and I had a very different first reaction to then after I thought about it for a little while. That is interesting. Yeah, my first reaction was total average, mediocre, probably what a lot of people hear when you think of the middle was very blah or negative. Mm-hmm. I also, though, of course, bristled at your introduction of recovering perfectionists and overachievers <laughs> because you always kind of want to be, that's not me, but of course it's me. <laughs> and for, I think, people who are in that position, then the middle has a necessarily underachiever, something, someplace we'd rather not be sort of feeling. Yeah, I've started to, because I am very much a recovering perfectionist <laughs> and overachiever, I've started coining a phrase for myself that I'm going to Aspiring underachiever. <laughs> I feel like by being an aspiring underachiever, I'll hit the right mark, right? I don't yep. know. <laughs> doesn't that make you uncomfortable to say out loud, though? It makes me very uncomfortable. It doesn't because, frankly, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm never going to be an underachiever. So maybe if I just can aspire to it, I'll calm down a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Good. I think that's a good uh, attitude. Yeah. So that was your initial reaction. Did, has that changed at all? Yeah. I, I was trying to think of what mental positive spin I would want to put on it for myself. Yeah. I know that that's not what you mean when you say the middle. And I know that that's not how I want to Oh, feel. it is what I mean. I, <laughs> I well. mean a lot of things. It's one of those things where the middle can be almost anything depending on who you are. Yeah. So I have a visceral hate of the middle. So why would I make it something I talk about all the time? It's yeah. because no matter what we do, we're in the middle in some way. Yeah. So we've got to figure it out. Yes, that is a, a thing that I mean. It's not judgmental <laughs> or anything at all if you say that. I think in, in trying to like put my own mental positive spin on it, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot this year about balance. And that's something mm-hmm. that I think like a lot of talk about in the circles that I've been running in and in the in, on the internet and in content creation generally. Yeah. But for me, I think a little bit that's kind of like where the middle has become for me is sort of accepting that like to be an overachiever in some parts of my life doesn't mean in all of them, mm-hmm. even like greatness or success or whatever we want to call it, satisfaction in some areas requires even like pulling back on what you do in those areas and what you do in others 
and accepting that like you can't do everything perfectly. Yeah. That's sort of where I've been trying to be and trying to live. <laughs> yeah. No, well, when you said balance, my brain instantly thought of like scales of justice and how <laughs> when when you have balance, both of those are in the middle, right? They're not yeah. up or down. They're in the middle. There's something there. I like that. That's right. That's right. I like you know, that I a lot. There's so much like, noise right now about we have all these feelings of being perfect at different things, all the mm -hmm. content out there about how to be a perfect parent or how to be a perfect employee or how to be a perfect whatever and trying to find a balance between all of them and like cut yourself some slack for the things you can't do perfectly. Feels like a really important thing to strive for. It's really hard though. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I really hate it. It's really hard. Agree. Yeah. Again, that's why this yeah. exists. <laughs> I'm here with you. <laughs> I like to kind of ground our conversation in like a metal moment of yours. We'll ask questions and go here and there. What is the middle moment that you want to talk about today? Tell us your story. I guess I think I hit that moment in December. I So I started my own business last year, which is something completely uncharacteristic for me. Like I'm a recovering still lawyer in addition to recovering perfectionist. Did something completely different, which was to start a travel company. I pushed myself completely to do it last year. I took nine different trips with my kids to try to sort of like start building content, get experience. By the last trip, I hit like a real middle moment where I was there with my two-year-old and I was like, I've been really looking forward to it, but I tried really hard to like, I over scheduled myself. Every time he would try to go down for a nap at the hotel we were staying at, I would try to like get back on my computer and knock out things on my to-do list. And I had a total meltdown <laughs> basically oh. where I just said, I can't. If the work doesn't get done, the work doesn't get done. I need to sit here and I binged watch a whole show, a whole show. I sat on this balcony and just like binge watched a season of television. And I can't even remember now what it was that I watched. <laughs> I just sort of said, I can't do it. I have to just put everything down. And it was this moment of saying, I can't achieve what I thought I could do perfectly, which was balance all these things. Were you still working as a lawyer at that time too? Just doing the, oh, holy moly. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I had this moment. I had, we had gone out, we had toured a hotel, we'd come back. He'd had a tough hour because two-year-olds have two -year -olds. tough periods yeah. and, and as do adults. And then I put him down for a nap and then I had to jump on like a Zoom interview with a potential candidate for my law firm. And then I had to edit a blog post and then he woke up and it was just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to do all of these things perfectly at all moments so that I can't do it? And I had to sort of shut down a little bit and reassess a little bit of our overachieving instincts. Yeah. So do you, do you have one, I think you said children. I have two. I have two children. How old are they? Two and six. Two and six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're little. So I have almost two-year-old and a four-year-old. Okay. So we're and very similar. <laughs> the thought of going on, did you say nine? Nine. Nine trips yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Whew. <laughs> mine, I, like my, I, I can genuinely say my brain does not understand that part. Why I chose to do it? Why, like, why that was a voluntary choice? It makes sense why you chose to do it because, yeah. honestly, for people like me who are too afraid to do it, to have somebody who said, I did it, this is where we went, this is what we're doing. So I was looking at your website ahead of time and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is the thing that I would need to do this. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm happy to motivate you. I am so excited to tell you about Nextdoor Goddess handcrafted jewelry. This vibrant jewelry is inspired by the Mediterranean sunshine and coast to help you celebrate your beauty. Each element is sourced from small businesses, 
handcrafted in small batches, and only made while the creator is in their best mood. Which, if you've ever seen or heard from Vicky, the creative director, you know it means that you will be receiving pieces that not only are beautiful, but make you feel amazing too. I personally just got the Tina in the Sun gold and sunstone hoop earrings and feel fabulous. These are probably the only earrings worth risking my one-year-old daughter pulling on, which from me is the biggest compliment. Head to nextdoorgoddess.com and get 10% off your first purchase by signing up for the newsletter and free shipping with all domestic orders. Release your inner goddess today. When you also say like talking about the middle, when I talk about traveling with kids, you know, we set ourselves up for these expectations of like what a perfect vacation is supposed to look like. I'm certainly out there to make the thought and reality of traveling with kids more of a positive experience for parents. But I also have to like accept and everybody has to accept that there's a little bit of a middle to traveling with kids also because it's never going to go exactly as we want. And even if you've got the perfect hotel and the perfect flights, there are moods and there are delays. There are moods. There are things. <laughs> that happen on those trips that you know you can't predict but that same trip it's funny you think of these like little moments like I yeah. there were so many hard moments on that trip and there was one two-hour period in the middle of we changed hotels three times my two-year-old and I on that trip to try to scout different hotels which was too much it just was <laughs> 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 Doing that by myself would stress yeah, me yeah. out. And then he had a two-year-old. Okay. But the middle hotel that we stayed at had this just glorious infinity pool. Uh, and it was like the most beautiful day of our trip. And it had a little bench for a toddler that where he could play properly in the pool. I go back to that one moment on our trip as like one of my best moments of last year. And it was not just one of my best moments of that week, but like one of my best moments of that last year. And it was in, and it was in the middle of this like chaotic period. And I don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to say that that one moment made the whole trip worth it because it didn't. Like, yeah. But the combination of moments like that certainly did for me. But it was, I don't know, I go back to that moment a lot in my brain. I love that that moment, that specific moment was held for you, though. I think it's really interesting what our brain holds on to. Yeah. So I want to go backwards a little bit to kind of understand your middle moment a little bit more. I want to think about the beginning. So you said you're a recovering lawyer. Mm -hmm. You were doing this all at the same time. I guess I I want to, I want to know a lot of things because I'm a nosy person. <laughs> That's why I have this podcast. What made you decide lawyering is not for you and then this travel business was? I'm just curious about that transition and thought processes. You're catching me in a good week for that because I'm actually still lawyering and oh, I'm still wow. doing the travel business. I'm doing both. Both are busy right now and I'm, I'm kind of still really trying to decide. There's one thing to sort of dip your toe in a second profession. It's another to try to make a full transition and I'm sort of still in that transition mm -hmm. mode. I loved being a lawyer and I happened to just hit a lull in my practice where I had a low amount of work and COVID and I was sort of isolated at a moment where my family changed sizes. Like we had my our second baby during COVID and I started planning some trips as we were coming out of COVID and I had always wanted to do something in travel. Like I'd started thinking about like, could I be a lawyer in the travel industry? Could I, how could I get myself into the travel space? And then was having one, a conversation with some friends of where we were just venting all about the problems that existed with travel planning for families and for moms in particular, trying to find hotels where we could reconnect with ourselves, where we could be excited to stay at them that weren't the Nickelodeon resort that were just for our kids, yeah. but you know, that also 
gave us a break and had things for families where we wouldn't worry that our kids were screaming at the pool. Why can't that sort of perfect hotel exist? And why can't it be easier to find them? And I drove home that day and told my husband, like, I wanted to try to build it. And maybe this is the sort of overachiever in me. I sort of never looked up. I just started. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, now I have this thing. And so it almost wasn't an intentional choice as much as it was. I just started. And then it Mm -hmm. kind of kept that and kept feeling good. And now I have this business and it feels great. And it's something I'm passionate about and I love doing. Yeah, that's sort of like where I am in that period of it. It's it's not so much that I hated my job and needed something yeah. new. It's that I just had this thing that I like really wanted to build. Mm-hmm. So I built Yeah, it. that's really interesting because I think a lot of times in when I'm having conversations like this with women who are like, I had this aha moment that this wasn't right for me anymore and I needed to go this direction. But it sounds like you're like, hey, I liked this, but then I had this idea and I just ran with it. So to me, that sounds like way more pressure, right? Uh, it um, is. <laughs> Not, like <laughs> not giving anything up. Like, yeah. <laughs> no wonder. I gotta find, I need to find, I need to find a little bit more middle in my life still. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And trying to figure out how to balance it all and what I want, where I want to spend my time has been really challenging. I think as it yeah. is for all of us at this stage in life, especially with kids. Oh yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Kids. I don't know if kids make it harder or they just make you more aware of it. I don't, I just, I've had my relationship with time in general has changed a lot because of my kids. Do you ever think you will reach the point where you say, I'm going to do this, not that? Why I do. do you, I think you I have will. that? Okay. I, th- and I think it's a little bit what we've been talking about. After that moment in December where I was on that trip with my son, I almost ha- I almost couldn't work for the following two weeks. I really was yeah. like, I need a full unplug. What I took away from it was I had stopped having fun with the travel part because I was doing too much. And if I'm, I'm not going to like it, why am I doing it? I'm not going to like it. I should just stay a lawyer <laughs> if I'm not going to. And so I think there's going to come a time, like, I can't do both. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. I would think it's going to just be a matter of finding my way through what I want each of these parts of me to be and and then mm-hmm. kind of run it that way. I had just a small realization that I'm going to share. I am not a good traveler. Like, I have always wanted to be a good travel, but I'm not. I'm a terrible traveler. And I think it's because I suck at the middle. <laughs> Now that we're talking, my favorite part of traveling is that moment where you get to your destination and it's, oh, I'm here. And it's because I don't like that transition part, right? Yep. And then because I suck at the middle, I'm worrying about the end and and I'm not in the moment of where I am. haunting me. Yeah. But you also add on to that because you're not alone. Even people who felt they were great travelers before they had kids, you seized on something that I think a lot about that, like when you arrive at your destination and you feel that breath of relief and as an adult, you can settle into it. That's much harder with kids because you get there and they're tired from the travel day and they have to adjust and transition to the new situation, which is easier for you than for them. One of my close friends told me once that she just writes off the first 24 hours of a trip with kids because you almost don't feel that sense of relief with kids until the next day. Mm-hmm. That really changed some of my recommendations for parents because people often say, well, maybe I only want to take a four or five day trip with kids. That seems like maybe enough. I actually advise the opposite of give yourself maybe an extra day because you're going to have more of these middle moments and transitions. So to really enjoy the trip with your kids, I actually find a slightly longer trip. Longer. Counterintuitive, right? Because you don't really settle into a routine with them for a little bit longer than you did as an adult got on the plane had a cocktail and like you're on vacation yeah yeah <laughs> now that you say that i'm like say i've always oh, been that way. 
my family does one big family vacation every year. There's like 40 of us. We all go. It's a big thing. But because we've been doing it for so long, I know the structure, right? Yeah. And so as you're talking, I'm like, oh, see, I don't worry about that on that trip because when we get there, I know there's like 30 people who can help me with my kids. I can unload. Yeah, yeah that's different. It is you're different. Right. And, and that's why other trips, I think, scare me a little bit. But that's all of my own stuff right there. <laughs> I just think, I think that's, sorry, now I know we're talking not just about travel planning, but it's okay. one of the yeah. things I think that is useful to think of is what is the thing that scares you and how can you solve for that? That's mm -hmm. one thing that I thought was a great piece of advice that somebody gave me. If you think about kids, for example, some parents just get really, really anxious, myself included, about where are your kids going to sleep? What is the sleeping arrangement going to be? Are they going to wake up at five in the morning? And I think that getting the bigger hotel room, making that the thing you splurge on, if that's the thing that really causes you anxiety or if it's the travel, spending the money on the direct flights, if you then go for a cheaper hotel room, if that's what causes you anxiety. I think identifying the one or two things that really make you nervous, specifically solving for those can go a long way towards overcoming. I mean, I think that's a great piece of advice just in yeah, life in great. general of where is your worry yeah. going? Solve for that problem. Don't solve for other problems. Yeah, because you can't predict. I really like that. Okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> I want to go back again to your middle moment. Like I said, we're going to go on tangents. So mm -hmm. I know that you're still doing both, but do you feel there was an end yeah. to that middle moment? No, there was definitely. And it was a mindset shift. It was accepting I can't grow my business as fast as I want to. That is the recovering perfectionist and overachiever for sure. I just can't help it. I want to grow it as fast as possible. I want it to be as successful as possible. I want it to explode. I want to be planning 50 trips a month. I can't do that. That is not... Yeah. I think so it was a little bit of accepting that especially as I'm going to continue to be a lawyer and also try to grow a business that both are going to have to happen in some sort of moderated amount because otherwise I will lose my mind <laughs> and like self-combust and that would be terrible. Absolutely. I took some time off over the holidays and came back in January with a little bit less pressure on myself. And it's been much better. The last two months have been like, good. I've been much like happier. <laughs> good. That's so good to hear. I like to kind of wrap up our conversation with a takeaway, tangible piece of advice, whether that's to yourself in that situation or just a, a thing that you've learned in life that you would want to share. Gosh, I think it's such a wishful thinking piece of advice a little bit, which is for me taking the really affirmative steps to try to say, why are you letting this create so much stress in your life? Learning a little bit of that acceptance of this is going to be a busy moment in your life and a chaotic moment in your life. That can be fun and enjoy the process and it doesn't have to be stressful. I mean, I say that I have to remind myself of that pretty much. All the time. Yeah, not even I, would, I was going to say every day and then I laugh because it's like every hour, right? Like, just, <laughs> like It creeps back up like quite frequently, but I'm trying to be really mindful of that and it's helping. I'm not really like a mindset person, but it's actually really helping. Good. Good. Well, where can people find you? Do you have any yep. specials or anything? My company is called Mango Tree Travel. The website's mangotreetravel.com. And I'm on Instagram also, where we share sort of family travel tips and experiences of traveling with my own kids. The website has a whole collection of hotels that are recommended in the Caribbean for family travel in particular, but unique hotels, places that I think parents can also really love and that aren't just for kids, but that are for the whole family. People should reach out if they need help travel planning through the website or just browse the hotels on there and use it as a resource for their own planning, which is what I really wanted it to be. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was really nice chatting with you. It was nice you. chatting with you also. 
As usual, thank you for sharing The Middle with me today. Remember to check out my writings at themiddle.com. That's the M-D-D-L.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to get a little bit more middle in your inbox each week. I am a one-woman show, so any bit of support means the world to me. I want The Middle to be as accessible as possible, so I have several ways for you to support. You can shop The Middle with some merch or my books, the Lacey Loves affiliate links and recommended products, Patreon for additional community and content, and I also just have a tip jar if you'd like to leave a tip. If you like today's show, also make sure to subscribe at your favorite podcatcher, share with a friend, and maybe even leave a five-star review. Thanks so much to Lemon Music Studio for our theme music. It is literally called Sunshine, and that is certainly how it feels to me. Can't wait to see you in the middle again. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right. Now go out there and spread some joy.